Word, dudes. We're back here at Disaster Attic with a few of my friends for another podcast in this hot, hot attic today. Very, very warm. I'm here, myself, Paige, and I'm joined here with Gray. Hello. Stez. All right. And also Mike. How do We're all here now to talk about a couple of things. Let's keep it short this time because we don't like to keep talking about the same thing. So let's try and get through everything that we need to talk about that we've got for today. So, Bigfoot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't believe it's a Bigfoot, no matter what you say. <laughs> Big feet, theories and all. Well, I'd like to start off with the first clip on my page that I've got on my tabs. is called Jackie Chan Discography. Well, this, this is something that I found the other day. Apparently, Jackie Chan, since the 80s, has not only been a fantastic actor, yes, he does act, um, martial artist, but he also does a lot of albums. He's done 22 albums. What, all Chinese or Cantonese? Uh, Five different languages. Really? Yeah, I was equally shocked. Apparently, he started doing them, and the first one he did was, I think it was like 84, you'll have to check that page. Yep, 1984, it's called Love Me, the title. Mm. But he started doing it as like deals, so if you want me to start in your film, I'm going to do the soundtrack to it. (laughs) I was like, this is brilliant, this is so good. Have you got any more examples of his uh, titles? Well, let's go into the first album tracks first. It's in three languages, English, Japanese and Cantonese. The first track was called Movie Star. Who do you think that was about? The second one was called Jackie's Legend. Oh, is that about a Jackie Collins, perhaps? The famous novelist. Is that playing? I can't tell you that. In 1984, he released his second album called Thank You. It was an EP, only four tracks, and that was in Japanese and Cantonese. I don't even know he speaks Japanese, though. But mind you, that part of the world's... If he's touring... Yeah, what, no, you, what, what are you going to say here? Yeah. <laughs> well, that part of the world, if you are going to be touring, before you make it big in America, you're going to do the Asian market. Yeah, but was so he... it makes sense that you do Cantonese, Korean... Yeah, but was he big from his films before he was actually he was uh, recording? Like, 84? Well, he started... 84. Was it like... Mm-hmm. Um, he started out in Chinese theatre. Did he? Yeah. What was that early film he did? It was like, he did the cop films and there was like six of them. The police story. Yeah, and it was like... And then the the one that broke him through was Rumble in the Bronx, mm-hmm. which was like a really badly dubbed one, but with great fight scenes. So that kind of got him over. But I think that was like 90s or that. So he's been going for... So his music career while. essentially was failing. I don't, well, I, don't, I don't remember him singing in any of the... I don't remember him singing Rush Hour at the end. I remember him singing it in the middle of it. And I thought he wasn't a very good singer. But maybe he's an operatic voice. And that's the reason why we haven't heard him. Was that because he was singing it in English at the time? He's probably got Oh, yeah, voice. that's one of the five languages. Oh, Chris Rock made oh, a, yeah. English is the first one, yeah. Singer. Chris Rock making a backing singer. <laughs> right, let's have a look at this. Anyway, we're going to bring it up the details of Jackie Chan's filmography as well now, to see when he was there uh, filming. So, 22 albums since 1984. How, what's, yeah. what, what's the average on that? That is easily one every... Three years? Well, how many films has he done? We work it out on a ratio against like his film... They can't all be linked to his films, though, surely. Because that EP, it must have been a really short film if it's an EP of four songs. Speaking of which, didn't he actually do at one point? I have no idea. As you hold up that post-it, which says porn on it. <laughs> I don't know why you say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're going to guess. Did Jackie Chan do porn? Just like pass it around the table. Porn, anyone? Porn? Porn. Really? Uh, where's, where's that come from? I'm sure he did a porn film when he was uh, younger. I'm not... Obviously, I don't want to slander him or anything like that, but... I mean, allegedly, allegedly. We've been in trouble before. 
Well, let's look at the days. He's got done loads of films starting from the sixties. Yeah, but go back onto the discography because surely the title of the album will be the same as the film. Yeah, Ass Blasters Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're not. Well, it's called on. Thank You. Next one after that, a year after eighty-five, is called A Boy's Life. Okay, and that was just in Japanese. That as well. Was that about him as a boy or a Japanese boy? It doesn't That's explain. We don't just... know. These are the these are the answers that we need to find out. Just explains the details of uh, the songs and nothing else. About so let's it. let's jump forward ten years. What what are the songs? What does he change to in the nineties? Does he go hip hop? Does he do anything different? No, Mandarin and Taiwanese. He did a the uh, album called First Time, and that was in nineteen ninety two. That's oh, that's a bit closer. It's Bone. First time? Yeah, first time. First time Bone? No, no, I'm just saying first time. First album? No, no, that was 84, mate. <laughs> what do you mean then? Just it, looking at details on here. It does read... Let's say it was played like, at a lot of Asian proms. Asian proms? Proms. Proms. Yeah, first time. Proms. What's this about? There you go. Just getting past something over here. All in the Family. All in the Family. It's a 75 Hong Kong adult comedy film. Adult, adult comedy. comedy. Directed by Mushu and produced by Golden Harvest Productions. It does not appear Jackie Chan for the first hour of the movie. Yeah, but when he does appear, what does he appear as? Pizza Man. Tripod. Oh, is he like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here to uh, repair your vending machine. I go to order your pizza. <coughs> what? <laughs> oh my God, the first stereotypical voices come out. Um, well, we are on a touchy subject. Yeah, but I was really about surprised. <laughs> oh, pizza better than Big Wong. I mean, <laughs> look at all the martial arts guys who've come over and brought the scene from over in Asia. Would you think that many of them have like, I'm going to go out on the limb here so it's an international singing career. Because technically, international actor. I think like internationally, it's only well, people became aware of his like singing when he did Mulan with Disney. What did he do in Mulan? Uh, it's the lead male vocal. Oh, I had no idea. Asian cut of the film. You remember if he was any good? Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. When did Mulan come out? Does anyone know like when it came out? I want to yeah, say. Ninety three. Well, that's quite a bad one. I thought it was a bit a bit later than that, wasn't it? We'll find out. Pages. The, that was uh, just after the first time. So, uh, other than martial artists, yeah, Mulan, nineteen ninety eight. I thought it was a bit low, mm. later. That's about the same time as uh, his first time track. Actually, no, it wasn't. A bit earlier than that. Rush Hour was around. Uh, that, yeah. Dragon's Heart. That sounds like a Mulan type thing. But guess what? The last one was his last uh, album that came out. Um, I think it's going to be called. It was released in two thousand and fifteen. Nope. And it was, hang on, wait. Oh, it was right. sung in Taiwanese and Romanian, and it's called Touch Me Deeply. No. No? We've got compilation albums on there. Let's have a no, no, don't tease me. Uh, uh, I'm, nope. I'm loving that last album there, the uh, Jackie Chan's Beijing Olympics album. 2008. That was his last but, one. Yep. The, uh, the subtitle on it is the Jackie Chan version. <laughs> he ended it big. I like it. <laughs> yeah, got some decent tracks as well. We are ready. Is the first one. Next one's called "Stand Up." The next one's called "Bang the Drums." So in Rush Hour, what song did he sing? War. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it again. Sing it again. And obviously, it was much better than the three of us just then. <laughs> I think we could do an hour of that. So, do you think? Do you think he's getting paid for this by by number one? Is it is he getting paid from the movie studio that the films are associated with? Is it his own 
hashtag production company. That first one you mentioned, God. isn't Golden Harvest a predominantly like martial arts film studio? That's a good point. Golden Harvest? Yeah. Yeah, that rings a bell. So that was linked oh. to probably contractual when he's yeah. agreeing to be in the film. They just oh. say studio album, so they just must have made it on his own back. Can you imagine that, though? You get the budget. So like, I've got £60 million to make this martial arts film. Who have you got? I've got Jackie Chan. Great. Yeah, there's a slight downside. What? He wants to sing the entire soundtrack. <laughs> so, is he any good? Oh, he can sing in five languages. Is he any good? <laughs> Can't wait for Star Wars 9, you know. <laughs> Starring Jackie Chan doing the soundtrack as well. I've not heard any of his stuff. I definitely will take, take a listen to it anyway and see what it's like, but I don't know if it's going to be... I won't understand it to start with. Well, you you probably understand the English languages. bits. Oh, yeah, I'm sure will do. Like, I definitely want to hear a movie star, see what it's like. So perhaps after we... I'm assuming. Yeah, after we're all finished uh, doing the pods, we'll just go ahead and uh, listen to a bit of Jackie for a bit. And binge yeah, some Jackie Chan yeah, albums. And see how it goes. Yeah, download, get some hits from probably like number one at the end of the year. Um, leading on from Jackie Chan and um, Asian music, there's a famous Korean boy band who are going to be playing in London soon called BTS. And it's really shameful. There's like seven of them. They all do like... They choreograph the dance moves all at the same time. They've all got the same haircut, and you can't really tell who's who. A friend of mine just bought some tickets for his family, and he's paid £175 per ticket. Just for the show? For, for Which the show? show. BTS, the Korean boy band. It's in London, so we think London prices... Is this one of these hologram bands? No, no, completely right. They may as well be hologram band, because they all look the same. But literally, it's sold out. It's like 20,000 sold out. So we checked on one of these um, ticket marketing websites to find out how much it was that he could get for these tickets he just bought. So he bought three tickets. Each ticket is now worth £800 each. Jesus. Well, one hour after it's sold out. That's what's oh killing music anyway. Isn't it? Exactly. That's ridiculous. Immigration. Hmm? <laughs> it's actually a question. not killing music. <laughs> Alter Arena, it's that. Well, they might be. I've not heard them. Yeah. That's horrible, isn't it? Well, it was... Stupidly expensive, that. I mean, I've never even heard of him. Well, not to be that much. There must be a, quite a, like, a large Korean The first question uh, I've got, though, in... is £173. Are they putting that up there because they are as big as you know you think they might be? Or are they doing that just to you know just strip the fans of cash or to put third-party ticketing websites off? Well, you've got to think, like, cost, like, for your average, like, popular bands, it's not that cost-effective to come over to England anyway. Say for like your average European band hmm. to come over from Korea, you've got to factor in their their currency. Yeah, but you've also got to think that if, if even if you're saying it's not particularly uh, cost effective to come over or anything like that, I've got to stop doing the bunny ears. That's like three times in a row now. Um, but <laughs> skip to the end. No, I've lost it. That's fantastic. So- Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so- it's about the amount of money to come over to a different from a different country. If it's further away, would it be more cost-effective for them to pay more? It's less like that's more the fact that they're coming over. And do we know how big the fan base is going to be over here, other than with just the Korean uh, public, which or the Korean uh, people we've got living here? I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of them. Exactly. I think it's that amount of tickets you're probably can expecting. You, can you find? Sorry to interrupt. Can you find out the capacity of the Alter Arena when they're playing? I think it's, it's about um, eighty thousand. BTS. It? No, I think it's the arena, which yeah, I think is the smaller one on the side. What they're doing the arena? They're not doing the not the stadium. I no, think the arena. small one they're doing is that whatever name it's got now. The Alter Arena is the big circular one that was built for the Millennium Monster. I think it. Yeah, I think it's the one that's like just type BTS. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Okay. 
Can you grab up, a, bring up your calculator on your phone for a minute and just times 20,000 by the cheapest ticket price, which is 175 quid. That was the cheapest price? Cheapest. I don't know why I've tried writing Four, it down. Oh no, think about it. There might be one slightly cheaper, about 150, but this is sort of like the medium price. So what what do we get? <laughs> oh, I thought someone else was doing 346,000. Okay, and that's, that's off of one night. Yeah, but you've got to think that that pays... Travel expenses for him to get over it, obviously all that bit. But it that's nice. Sorry, it's a bit more than that. It's three thousand four hundred. No, it's three million in it. Three point four. Yeah, three point five almost. So that's yeah. that's sort of the equivalent to like a freaking UFC event or something. For for a band, that's you're talking. You're up in like your Elton John, Madonna, you sort of. That, I am Beyonce. Well, so she doesn't cheap. I think he's playing soon. What's he called? <laughs> Lionel Richie. And his tickets are like 80, 90 quid. So sold one for ninety nine seventy five. I think, at least yeah. Fourth Village. So that's that's ridiculous. But compared to the 175, that's even worse. So do we think it's, like you say, it's down to like availability? Like these guys ain't going to come over here that often. They're not that local. They are a very like particular niche as well. And yeah, but it's sold out in an hour. And they're a boy band. So it's like young How kids as boy well. Band? It's like five, yeah, five you, boys. Seven. If you seven. put it in seven. the context so of divide that by seven. <laughs> your average like yeah, English all, vocal group or band or solo artist, they're not going to be localised to one small cut-off country, which Korea is, for the most part, by the technology. Well, South um, Korea, though. Yeah, yeah. South Korea is pretty... Still, it's not mass market, for the most part. You, you're not... Seeing them in the top 100 billboard in the US yeah. or here in the UK. So for them to be able to come over here on a tour, they're going to have to cover the costs. But there's not many, so not many bands from, well, outside the US, or especially Asia way anyway, which Baby actually metal. ever... Yeah, other than things like Baby Metal, like Mad Capsule Markets back in 2000 mm. and stuff like <laughs> that. But none of them really have translated well to coming over into the US billboard chart or the UK chart. It's probably maybe. they're not trying to, like you touching upon they're not probably trying to break into our particular market in terms of let's get on the billboard charts let's yep. get on mm-hmm. our rundowns it's let's get over here let's make some money get some exposure then bugger I mean, off back I mean you can obviously charge that much if I mean I don't know how much of a tour they're doing around Europe but if you're only doing obviously London in the UK yeah what Paris Madrid I don't know anymore but if they're just doing one show per country and you wouldn't even do all the countries then you can charge that much because the people who definitely want to see them will pay that much to actually go and see them. No, I mean, not coming close. Those fans will be travelling from all over that country. Korea. You think? <laughs> no, like, I'll put it in the context of, I like uh, a group called X Japan, which come over from Japan. They very rarely do a world tour. They'll only, if they come over to the UK, they'll do like the O2 down in London. They won't come up to the Manchester area. Yeah. Per se. They'll only do like a couple of venues in the US even. Mm-hmm. But, even though in Japan they're up there as one of their mainstay artists and they're globally recognised as being fantastic musicians, over here they they need to watch kind of well, I mean, what they're spending, as it were. Like a lot, of, a lot of with uh, music nowadays, anyway. Which nowadays I know I'm not exactly old, but compared to when we were younger and growing up. Obviously, everything's readily available on the internet now. You've got your Spotify, mm. you've got your YouTubes, everything like that, which you can actually listen to things through. Whereas when we were growing up, we had, you've got the radio, you bar, your CD sales, things like that. And obviously, uh, Kerrang! TV, the rock niche, we had that, Skulls, uh, P-Rock, things like that. Yeah. 
now you, everyone can find their own opinion, find their own mm-hmm. band which they want to like listen to, and it, it's I don't know. It's, it's exposure is great. You're kind yeah. of hitting on something there, whereas they they don't have the revenue streams that they used to do as well. Yeah, your revenue comes from your live performances now. It doesn't come from exactly. your CD sales or anything like that. You get a like percentage, a very small percentage. Or, or your Vegas things. Hmm. Yeah, popular enough. Quick round table then talking about ticket prices. Who's who's who do we think's paid the most amount for a ticket? Just look at each other quickly. And just well, are we think. talking about just the one act? Or are we talking about like a not, not, a, festival, not a festival? One festival. Act. No. Don't say don't say how much you've spent, but just look at each other now, like it, like we're playing a card game, and just think which one of these fuckers has been stupid enough to spend the most amount of money on a singular gig. Well, the way you've said that, probably you. I'm going to fold. Your folded page yeah, is fold. folded. Yeah. Hashtag page. <laughs> Master Page. Um, I reckon. Out of it, I'm going to say Mike. I'm going to go for I Mike. Can, I can imagine Mike paying over the odds. I can. No, I can imagine no, no. you like, like you mentioned. Then you like, like bands that not necessarily over here all the time. So when you do have to do it, I would only do it in the instance of a festival for me, and it would have to be multiple bands that you can't normally see. Okay, so being as I said, you you've pretty much said no. Yeah. You folded. Yes. Mike, who are you saying has spent the most on a ticket? I'd probably say Stas. All right, let's do it. Put your cars down. Put my cars down. How much have you spent? Um, last time out the driving came over, it was £43 for the ticket for them and Death from Above. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't normally pay that much, but it's two bands I really love. And I didn't think I'd ever get a chance to see out the driving this on twice in years. Fair enough. All right. But 43 is not too high. Mike? 25. I'm paying. Cool. I spent £54.99 to go see Pearl Jam. Fair enough. Was it worth it though? Yeah. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah. There you go. I spent 38 on uh, Jimmy Eat World. Was that recent? Or mm-hmm. the height of the popularity? Actually, no, no the I was like, popularity ticket that was like been quite four quiet. years ago. I spent more more on theatre tickets than I have done on um, on music. You cultured. Without a doubt. Well, it's like Paige should be better than himself. Sorry, yeah, I was about to say, us uncultured swines around here. Don't well, I spent 55 quid going to watch Indiana Jones with a live orchestra. That's not really that cultured. It's, it's a band. It's a band, yeah. Yeah. You can call that a band. Oh, See the gig. So good. What are looking forward to it? Just because it's a penny more than yours, and you want to get. No, you said 55, didn't you? Mine was 40. 40 yeah, 50. it's 55. You said 54.99. 40. Did I? Yeah. Hey, guys, just cutting in just to make sure that they keep the disaster attic factual. Just to let you know, Paige actually paid for his ticket for Pearl Jam of £53 and not £54.99. He had to go check and confirm, making sure that this is a disaster fact. Okay, back to the podcast episode. See you guys. Enjoy it. I almost spent the other year, I believe it was in Manchester, Hans Zimmer was up doing a, like a, a collection of the songs from famous films like Inception and stuff like that. And I almost, so, almost folded, but I didn't. So you didn't actually do it? No. Right, right. Didn't do it. Good. I couldn't, boys. I couldn't. So we're all pretty much the highest, other than Mike, is like 25. You won't go above so that. So what that tells all the listeners it, is it, we are quite cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to be someone that you, you kind of, you weighing it up, you're like the... the the kind of the peak or the the not going to come around again until like Johnny Cash on his deathbed final tour. You'd be like, yeah, no, yeah. You're like, wheel him out on a bed. You've got to, you've got to go to <laughs> this Sing one God again, it, Johnny. It's not going to happen again. Then it doesn't matter what the cost is. Hmm. But I mean, then, everyone, everyone's got a band they want to see before they die. That kind of idea. But, yeah. And out the driving for me were one of those. So that, when I got the chance to go and see them, it was like absolutely fantastic because they actually yeah, split up. Obviously, yeah, 1990, 2000, something like that. How much possibly, does but, it affect yeah. your consideration of whether you want to go and watch them or not? 
if they are no longer as good as they once were if they've done a couple of albums and they're not quite at their best does it does it really put you off going to see them or do you just pay that price in hope that they'll play the stuff that was really good back in the day and yeah, are we working this off like original lineups yeah whatever still with like, them, it's yeah. open for discussion i say like uh in the instance of like a group like black sabbath or something like that i would pay more to go watch them with Ozzy after seeing them with Dio. Oh, I'd pay more for Dio. Um, but I don't regret going and seeing them when they played <laughs> with Dio yeah, because yeah. obviously he's passed away now. Yeah. So that's an experience that I can never repeat. Mm-hmm. Did it affect your consideration at the time when you were thinking about buying those tickets? No, I went to see Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> so just going back to that point I made, is there any band um, that you would love to see before you died? I'm not going to say that you're going to die now, but if, if you got the chance to see one band to tour, obviously dead, Bowie. dead people, no, I was just going to say dead people don't count. <laughs> be, be dead people do count, Stairs. They do count. They were here. They had lives, they just had. like us. Exactly, did. but they can't actually play now, can they? It's the same way you'll never see Queen in the real your question was if you had a chance to see someone yeah no but the question more to the point is um, if you had the chance to see someone now who is still alive still going right or not even still going but they might reform as the full lineup. so if like you couldn't see Nirvana because Kurt's died right yeah Um, heavily contemplating watching Nightwish in December because they kind of seem to be at the end of their their current iteration of their musical paths that they're taking as musicians mm. and they're splintering off doing their own side projects a lot and I I can't see them continuing Any much further. more yeah. um, and to catch them now while they're still doing a lot of their back catalogue that I got into the group mm. for uh, I'd, I'd go watch them now How much would you pay for a ticket? I think 50 is my maximum Unless Ooh, I double, think like double the price, you've yeah. been in the nosebleed section, then. <laughs> yeah, true. Paige, have you got one? I can't think at the top of my head. I really can't. Um, no, I can't think. Going back to me, and folding again. Yeah, I'm folding again. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only one that I would possibly do. I've been thinking about this for at least two minutes. Would be Kanye before he comes president. Because it would be once, be, once he becomes president, he ain't gonna gig anymore. <laughs> That's a dark, dark hole you're, know, you're you projecting know. for the American people it's there, Gray. It's a brighter hole than Trump, I'm telling you now. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a dark, dark hole, but it won't be a less dark, dark bleach. hole, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First Lady Kim Kardashian. <laughs> oh, oh, my word. Plus, she's already in the White House. How yeah. much would you pay for a Kanye ticket? Um, I wouldn't. I'd let him pay me for turning up. I'd say, hey, are you that guy from uh, Disaster Attic? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Kanye, who's paid you to say that? <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> about Kanye West. What about you, Paige? Uh, yeah, what about you, Paige? Me you go again. Yeah, No, I can't really think. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at him while reading this. I, I can't actually think other than well, like, the driving's been um, and gone now twice. Uh, but other than that, there's so many ones which have actually like band members have died this couple of years. Exactly, ago. exactly. exactly. I, I, I'd love to go see Jeff Buckley. I really would, but I know he's past it. Just mm. a little, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to, it. I'd love to see him just Pastic. on his own playing guitar on his own. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, other than that, love to see Zeal and Ardo. Really would. Zeal and Ardo. I know Mike would want to see them as well. So yeah, Zeal and Ardo are kind of like an up and coming group that me and Stez have kind of discovered over the past couple of months. We discovered them. No one else did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never heard of them, but they've never let us see them live. Um, Allow me to change the subject now that Mike's leaving the room. I've got something very important to talk to you all about. It's uh, 
It's a piece from local news. Uh, Paige, if you have a quick look in your laptop, I've opened up a tab for a certain uh, news station. And it's really important. It was a really, really busy news week. So this particular news outlet decided to do this story. And the story was, former news agents are set to turn into an apartment. That's a news story. That's a news story. That is... So my point is, local news... Yeah, local be. news right. stations and local papers and things like that. We see we see a lot of them, especially in the north of England where we live. There is generally one or maybe two papers within that particular town, and I can't think of the last time I heard or, or read anything particularly interesting from it. Um, apart from um, apart from the Pie Gate, you remember Pie Gate, Stas? Pie Gate. Pie Gate. Yeah. No, but What's I'm assuming about? something to do with Wigan. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's about a couple going to Tesco to buy <laughs> pies, and then they turned up at nine o'clock, and Tesco says, "No, we do not sell pies before nine o'clock." <laughs> oh, and this yeah. couple were like, "Going what? This is outrageous! I'm a consumer. I pay your wages." Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, it blah. Morrison's in uh, what was it now? I oh, I thought it was Tesco's in somewhere in like Sunderland or somewhere like that. And these two people up with. Uh... I thought it was in Wigan. I thought it was local. No, it was in like North Northumberland area. Somewhere. And the funny thing was, whatever supermarket it was at the time, they actually said. Like, oh, no, that's fine. We can sell you sausage rolls. <laughs> Try to palm off. Like, you, if you, you can go buy out for free, a pie in the north of England, you better get a pie. If someone gives you a sausage roll, you're like, I am not impressed with that. <laughs> but uh, while you're away, Mike, uh, we were talking about local news um, newspapers and the shit stories they put on. So a prime example uh-huh. of our local newspaper was ex-news agents turns into apartments. Yeah. That was it. Cutting edge. Ravishing. So, can you remember the last time you read a decent news story in your local paper? Well, no, not really. Can you remember the last time you read your local newspaper? Again. I can't. Do you read them online? That's a point. Because a lot of the local little shops, the little offices, they have a shot. The, the closest I get to reading them online is if someone shares something on Facebook. And then you'd see the headline. If it's interesting to you, you look at it. But other than that, the thing which comes through the door just goes straight back out the other side and it's been, you know. Do you think a lot of it is switched over to like the Metro? Because even though that's national, it's segmented into regional editions. Yeah, no, but the Metro yeah. is it's, it's, it's bollocks. Isn't it's it? tough, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's bollocks. It's entertaining. It's entertaining in the same way that like the National Enquirer in the US is entertaining. It's know? like it's like the one yeah. show, but in paper format. It really is. It's oh, just... I like the one show reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you like it. I like the reference. I don't know. I just I didn't think we were going that deep. <laughs> no, he's brought the one show now. God loves that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> A farmer news agent shop is set to be turned into an apartment. Plans have been submitted to some council to convert the old C A and Oh, I can't really name that out, can I? Just keep going, C A and E A Sandland store on some sort of street into a ground floor apartment. You do realise that we have mentioned where we're from repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. What today? Uh, just in general, just in general on previous. Cats. So you can Castle imagine, Street in Tildesley. You can imagine my excitement when I read that news. I was like, "Yes, I don't need news but agents." Why is it news though? Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. Because it was a very slow day. It's there was like, literally nothing else had happened. It's too warm. No you, one can be asked to drop in somewhere. So the reporter, <laughs> whoever's written that, has been standing at Town Hall saying, right, when have you got new planning permissions coming in? Because I, I can smell a story. I can smell it, guys. I've been watching this news agent and it's been shut for like four years. Can you imagine, can you imagine a reporter just standing outside waiting for someone to come past or go in? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Well, an old school reporter that says, like, reporter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excuse Ste- me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Johnson, the uh, Lee Journal. <laughs> <laughs> I think what usually happens is that people complain and complain to say, I'm going to report you to the news, and then obviously the news gets all the story and sees if he can make a quick book, but obviously not. <laughs> and that's the downs and outs of their news these days. Yeah, so that was just a little something I brought up. It wasn't particularly interesting. I just yeah, thought, what's like, happening to local news? With local news agents and that, don't you think they're facilitating the loss of other services in the local communities, like things like banks they're having cash points put in uh they're being used as amazon like depots now as mm. well um so they are service, serving multiple purposes that they wouldn't have done in yesteryear yeah but when does it stop being classified as news and start being classified as like gossip when there's no facts because it used to be a case of you know like your mom or your dad would come on and say oh you know barney's news agents oh it's gone now it's gonna be a uh, a bloody chicken nugget store now. Oh, okay, fair enough. You don't expect to see out in the paper. You don't. Yeah, well, how many chicken nuggets can you gossip. get out of a chicken? <laughs> That's a great point. And that takes me on to some research I've done. <laughs> no, you have actually done that research prior to this. I mean, what was it, 74? 72. 72. Yeah, so, so we, had this, 72. we had this conversation about nuggets. And I was thinking of some proper chicken nuggets. And I wasn't thinking in my head that I'm going to properly grind up everything. I was thinking just like the... Just like the, the breast meat. Yeah, the breast meat. I was like, six. Three from each breast. I think you could probably get a little bit more than that, but... No, I like big nuggets. See, these are less nuggets and more burgers at this point. Are yours yeah. like ground up with a bone and... Yeah, the whole feathers? chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. And off. 70, how many? Are we going by the KFC standard here? The, K- the, K- the KFC standard's pretty low, to be fair, so... Is it? Well, apparently pulled pork is maybe the leftover meat. Well, the, not pulled pork. The pulled chicken that you used to do was the leftover meat from the night before. Nice. Yeah. So I, apparently, one of the reasons why it all started coming exactly. out was because, obviously, it was the undesirable meat, like the feet and, you know, wings and all that stuff. That's what our McDonald's got um, with their chicken nuggets. That's why they actually do adverts now to actually say they're actually made of chicken breast meat. They're not actually made of feet. And so, how many? How many was it in a normal chicken? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. And that's like not a chicken. <laughs> that's not a chicken that's been like injected with water. You know, sometimes more than likely fluid ones. It's like not nice. <laughs> just, just images of injecting a chicken with water as opposed to like you know. Is it your past crimes coming back to haunt you? <laughs> yeah, just an unwatered chicken. <laughs> 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 is this your new role here Mike occasionally you go an unwatered chicken dehydrated chickens you wouldn't get 72 out of a dehydrated chicken would you well no depends how big the nuggets are depends how big you yeah exactly popcorn chicken you could get quite a few exactly um, there's a few news stories I'm on a news kick this time I don't know why you really are um, um, talking about animals and chickens lions and tigers and jaguars and bears oh my apparently so was that the start of a song or? yeah that's part of, you never heard that song yeah lions and tigers and bears oh my no okay okay um why oh why apparently a, a zoo in germany had some escaped animals oh, two lions yeah, two yeah, tigers a bear and a jaguar oh my and oh my and uh they had a part a bit of a warning it turns out the um found the bear had to shoot it, and the rest of the animals hadn't actually escaped, <laughs> but were hiding in the zoo. That's right. <laughs> I just wanted to meet my mate, Larry. I've been seeing him across the way for years. I haven't read a wireless bird that tree. What are you talking about? Just a bit hungry. It's like, I love all these cockney animals in Germany. It's growing. Where, where was it in Germany, Paige? That's good, man, here. He's pizza to me, Tiger, yeah? <laughs> The place is called Loonback. 
Oh, Luna back. Luna back. Luna so, back. Did I get that right? Did they did they have to shoot the bear? Because if it didn't escape, that's cruel. Where was the bear? They were just hiding on the couch. People thought it was a throw. <laughs> on the floor, on the cab. You know what? You're going to have to grab it. I can't see her because I have to take off my glasses because it's too warm. Yeah. Keep talking, Moses. It's three of you. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, we're talking about what, escaped animals. How, so, did, how did they hide, though? I'm not saying how did they hide. It's like, was it too. Is the is zoo like a, like a massive type of safari? Oh, as much space as possible, trying to keep it as you know, humane as they can. I'm yeah. assuming it's just hiding with a couple of woods. So, several animals reported to have escaped to zoo in Western Germany never actually left their enclosures. A local mayor has said on Friday, so the mayor has had to say, Shit, I'm sorry, they didn't actually escape. Sorry for shitting you up, guys. Yeah, you know, a bit helpful that news. Is the mayor a fan of taxidermy? Another local official. Of the state of Rhineland's Palpatine or Palatine, Palatinate, oh, whatever. Emperor. Has reported. Yeah, has ah, unlimited power! Um, <laughs> they reported that two lions, two tigers, a bear, and a jaguar, oh my, have escaped uh, Eiffel Zoo following severe thunderstorms. Now, there is a video on here, and the video does indicate there has been some severe flooding on this. Um, let's have a look. You see that? Look at that. Oh, that's, that, that is so it's just a standard like village bridge I'm looking at here, and the banks of the local thing have actually flooded. The only animal to actually escape, though, guys, is it a duck? Was the bear? Oh, yeah, so he was he was shot because he escaped. But bit harsh, isn't it? I so just wanted some honey. <laughs> he, he was actually he was able to leave after flooding broke sure down the fence up. around its enclosure. It's <laughs> supposed to be Yogi Bear. Now, hang on, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. The officials later shot the bear after finding him. Have a guess where? Um, we said on a couch. He escaped the zoo. That's what that's what they're reporting. He escaped the zoo, but they shot him when they found the bear on the zoo's public paths. So, so the bear was still in the zoo. Still in the zoo area. But it just but got out of its enclosure. They had to shoot him because... So none of the animals really escaped then, did they? No. They escaped... In, well, a bear so, escaped its enclosure. So that's what you're saying is that the zoo went on a mass culling to cut costs. Allegedly? Oh, but brings no. me back to Thanatos. Here's <laughs> a statement, Mike. This might, this might... We are very happy that the scenario we initially feared didn't turn out to be the case. What it was, they saw a That's bear. That's what Krupert said. What happened really was that <laughs> they, they had saw a bear. The <laughs> a mass extermination. <laughs> Kill all the bears, they eat too much. Hang <laughs> on, oh. this is what I like. Authorities had told local residents to stay indoors whilst firefighters... What's, what's a firefighter going to do against a tiger? If you've got a, a massive hose and spray it with water, cats don't like water. Tigers swim. This sounds like a very yeah, excitable zoo. Don't like I'm water, quite honest. Swim. All right, bears. They swim. Yeah, bears swim. Yeah, that's why. It's so if, if you're hitting it with a high pressure hose, it's not going to enjoy it, is it? It's so, going to swim up through oh, the actual right. jet towards you. Mike might have a point. Let's see that. The zoo, Eiffel Zoo, is privately Summer. owned. Maybe you've got a point about budgets here. Well, what's going on? What's been said? Um, just because there was water damage. So the whole zoo is flooded and there's lots of damage throughout the zoo. Um, might say we need to cut costs a little bit. Let's uh, kill a bear. <laughs> kill a bear. Now, I don't believe that for a second, Michael. And I'm sure the people, all bear lovers everywhere. Well, I, I'm not basing it off any facts. I'm just basing it off of assumptions from what you've told me. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was a, quite an interesting story because that just shows that Obviously, you have the the 
shock reaction story. It's like, oh no, stay inside. You know, shit everywhere. It's like, oh no, we've had to look into it and they're still in the fucking zoo. Just haven't bothered looking really. That's yeah, exactly. They just yeah, saw yeah. a bear in next to the car park and you think, right, that's it. It's time to scare the whole folks of the whole town by saying that all the animals have escaped or most the animals. It's like when you go to a zoo and you see an enclosure where there's probably a tiger there but you can't quite see it and they probably just thought, shit, the tiger's gone and then started running around and just literally just lay down. So are we, are we <laughs> saying <laughs> that German zoos need a mass shake-up in their administration? I just think that one does. I think that, that the, the zoo um, owner just needs a massive shake. Just, just Personally, I'm just saying they need better guttering because if they had like pristine guttering, the bear would have lived. That zoo would not have flooded, and that bear wouldn't have had to escape onto a path that was still within the zoo, a dry path, and then get and then get shot because they're coming up and say, "Hey, get back into the enclosure! Can't fucking flooded! I cannot go back in there! I swear to God, look at me! I'm soaking! (laughs) Oh, you're being you're being aggressive now! Yeah, yeah, (laughs) bear meat for supper." Nah. I never tried bear now. Yeah. I, I would anybody if else. it was like if it were in like Alaska or something, and you know you have to like. I thought you were gonna say eat yeah. what you hunt. I would. Yeah, it was misery. I would if it was in a nice peppercorn sauce. <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna go into. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing you've eaten in a lovely Frank sauce. <laughs> Has anyone got any uh, any uh, lovely stories or anything they want to have a chat about? From I was this just week? saying, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? The weirdest. Oh, shit, <laughs> I've had white dog poo. Um, you've eaten white dog poo. Yeah. Oh, the um, the Jurassic Park of dog poos, the petrified one. The ones that like don't exist anymore because really they scared. take something out of the like the chalky dog food. ones, the ones yeah. that collapse if you touch them. Why yeah. did you eat it? On a bet, of course. I didn't do it on purpose. Do, do, Why? Do, do, what, what, Why? What did you get back in return? I won the bet. Yeah, that was it. I won the bet. You didn't well, get money, no monetary value, nothing. No, they just said I wouldn't do it. I said I'll show you. Yeah, I would have so said. Chucked it up like an right. M&M. Got it. <laughs> and I thought this tastes like shit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I spat it out, pretty much straight away. Mike, Mike. I didn't swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> just need stereo there. Weirdest thing you've eaten? If you can think of something off the top of your head, which you've ever eaten? I think Paige has still got everyone beaten so far. Ostrich. Ostrich, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty strange. It's, it's, it's strange, it's got a bit more common recently. Yeah. yeah in the sense that it's like supposed to be healthier than uh, like a lot of other meats and stuff like that. So. Could you compare it to like a different meat? Is it chicken? A really succulent lamb. But could, it's a could, bird. You, could you compare it to uh, some form of animal feces? Ostrich is just, nice. just for Paige. I, I'm not well versed in animal feces, <laughs> I'm afraid, sir. So. <laughs> Ray, how about yourself? I had like a crappy alligator thing, which wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't what I expected. But I've had a minky whale in Norway, um, and that was that was odd because it tasted, it had like a pepper crust to it, it was like a little slice. And it tasted like a really strong pastrami. Hmm. And then after you've eaten it, then it comes an onslaught of a really fishy taste. It's like, it was, quite, right. it was quite nice. Hmm. I'm not sure I would go out and say, oh, I fancy a bit of that with some cheese or whatever. Fancy a bit of minky whale. Yeah, but it's all right. I've also had shark fin, which I know is a bit full power. Yeah. No, I've had um, it as well. But I just, yeah, I don't think it's worth the fucking, the shit that has to be done for it. To be fair, I, I, I hate sharks, so the more done, nope. Well, it's not. Alright, yeah. <laughs> says it's not the fact they killed for the fins straight away. It's the fact yeah. they get chopped off and then chopped back into the alive. That's the issue. Oh, and then they piss off. No, that's where you get for shark attacks. But there I am. They're they're good the fins back. Eating shark fin soup. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Well, I can't stand this. I've, I've had camels. Probably the weirdest one. I was in. Um, 
Morocco or something? No, I've never been, been Morocco, quite, Tunisia. It must have been quite fatty. Uh, it is incredibly fatty. Really, really. It's like a fatty steak, essentially. What part of the camel do you know? Uh, no, I didn't really want oh, to yeah. ask, just in case. Just in case you Did you get hump. the hump? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right, your work's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone else got anything, um, basically, in the last week that's happened to him? I can put something on my CV. Okay. Yep, podcast editing. Oh, yeah, five and a half hours. Well, I got back from work on uh, Monday and I pretty much stayed up from half past 11 till about half past five in the morning going through the podcast, making sure that things weren't clipping stuff like that and getting used to using the programme too. But it took an effort, but I absolutely hate the sound of my voice now. I mean, we all do. Absolutely. Have you gained a new appreciation for... Uh... <laughs> I guess so. I have done now. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, no, that that was that was it's quite hard to do to start with. But I could tell that I was getting better and better. But I'm sure that the next time that I do like an editing or anything like that's going to be a lot easier. But I definitely want to stick that down on my CV. I just don't think like any managers or managers, any it's, it's recruiters quite look at it and go, "What are you on about?" It's quite unrewarding when you're actually doing it because you really don't see the impact you have because the little edits you do throughout it, they don't really make a lot of difference. So you listen to it as a whole and then you're thinking, bloody hell, I've done quite a bit here. Yeah. But I understand what you mean because the program that we're using is Audacity, which Hashtag is... Sponsors. Which is a, which is a great... <laughs> uh, it's a free program. It's a great program, but it's it's a bit of a learning curve as you found out as you've been doing it. But the edits yeah. you've done have been really good, so you should be happy. Mm. I am happy. I mean, you even made the second one listenable. So. I know, yeah. I took a lot out of that second one. That we'll never you listen guys to will ever again. That second one because all, all it is is... Desmond Page getting pro- progressively worse and me sobering up on it, which I never thought would happen on the podcast. It Amazing. was late on. We I never thought you'd sober up either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Christ. I was, I was, uh, it was an experience, wasn't it? Listening back to it was embarrassing enough. Yeah, it was. Imagine having to edit that. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> the out topics. That. So just a bit of a rundown for people. And let me know if you find this will be interesting. Maybe we might redo it again in the future. So topic number one. I opened the show with the most professional intro. Far better than Paige's, uh, what is it, Wiggy Wah Wah Wah? Well, that Wiggy Wah 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 That yeah. never came to air either, that one, did it? Yeah, so. that's the way it had it. What's up, so, dudes? We had a conversation about Bigfoots, or I tried, and so the guys immediately said, no, we don't believe in them, that's it. It's like, great, that's a good start. Yeah, um, what else with 1990s wrestling? Well, let's chime in yeah. on this topic. Do you not think it was just a malformed bear that wanted to uh, stretch? Maybe it was and an escape bear from myths. Germany. That's it. Avoid running from a flood. Oh, it's like, I mean, ah, this good brought... man here is really dry up here. I just want <laughs> to stretch. Really it, it, oh, no, there's a camera. Get away from me, camera. <laughs> it ran a long way, to be fair, if you're saying it ran away from Germany. Also, uh, also the, the origins of myths are very based in that European in 70s, history. That would have, have been in those hills for 30 odd years. <laughs> and you thought you would be the first one thinking about that yeah <laughs> with the sounds of grizzlies yeah but may- maybe we'll revisit so we talked about um, Bigfoot it was uh, WWF we talked about Bigfoot 25 um, solid minutes ex-wrestling uh, documentaries which I really love um, what else it was loads uh, theme ones. park rides yeah theme park um, rides George Ride and Universal so if that yeah. sounds interesting to you let us know yeah right. we've, got, we've got a Twitter handle now it is at Attic so if you want to put anything on there you can do alright guys I'm going to give you the option on what you want to hear about I've got a couple of stories lined up for I've you. got a story I'd like to talk about but All it right, is right. a bit Cut blue off then whatever it's a bit what sorry what have you got it's a bit blue Ooh. now a famous should we save this for disaster com- Attic 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 disaster Attic nights Maybe. disaster Attic after hours <laughs> That's what we need to call it, yeah. Lights off. 
Go on then, Paige. <laughs> Close off. <laughs> Well, the, the thing is, it was a, um, a famous comedian, I won't say his name just in case, so, but he's definitely a boy. So, And uh, he was talking about, um, he was doing a show that he wants to put on, but he had to go and do a bit of research, so he had to go to a lot of schools and talk to a lot of kids at the schools about um, mainly their day-to-day life and stuff like that to see if he wants to come on to do a bit of research to go and do a uh, programme. I'm not too sure what the programme was, don't know anything about that, but what he brought up was that is this, Children, is this teenagers, hey? Is this recent? This is 2017. So, yes. But the yeah, but the uh, the special wasn't released until earlier on this year. What's the special called? You can't remember. I can't remember. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to call him out. Just in case. It's just, it's just <laughs> I'm talking about this, actually. The reason why he was talking about it was that he was talking about teenagers and 40%, 40% of teenagers film losing their virginity. Okay. 48% of teenagers. 40% of, children, of teenagers film losing their virginity that on their phones. Most, I mean, that would probably be the most embarrassing kind of thing to watch back though, isn't it? I take oh, definitely, it, yeah. yeah. I take it they're not getting permission from the partners at this time to film. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're losing their virginity too. Yeah, these, these kids are all weird nowadays. I don't, I don't see it as being... I see it as being completely wrong, but I don't see it as yeah. being weird and unheard of given the way that kids are coming up with social media, the internet, YouTube, all that. Well, I think that's really the, the reason of the internet is people doing... Showing porn, really, on the internet. I think there's a lot They're of... learning from that rather than doing it themselves. I don't think necessarily it's that. I think perhaps it is... There's a lot of pressures in... Bomb. A lot of pressures Bomb. in high schools that are going on with, like, virginity and, you know, have you been with someone, that sort of thing. So a lot of these kids might just be recording themselves to show their mates it gets out of hand and then before they know it, it's... That's what it uploaded. is. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, things like that wouldn't get... Upload well, they can get uploaded and they'll be shared around with two friends and stuff like that. But obviously, they'll never hit an actual porn site just for the fact of the ages and stuff like that. If you can't verify that they're 18, you can't put something like that on there, can you? Well, so you're no. giving two situations there where, like, say, like porn and uh, people really want to like get whatever they want to say out there is being pushed onto the internet, which is a completely open platform. So, it continue to be, yeah. The, the only thing if, if you think like porn's so widespread on the internet because they just want to get what they want to get out there they're going to post it regardless uh in comparison to someone that just wants to post something on social media they just want to like put their voice out there well, it's like a, Snapchat so it's a similar thing. situation of two things wanting to be put out there with no restraints and get what they want to do out there whereas anything else that's on the internet is it goes through several filters you've got guidelines you've got things blocking what's actually finally delivered to people on the internet i find that quite interesting to have that like complete lack of restraint it's just uh, yeah i think the amount of things are actually very intimate but obviously they don't want to really care about that sort of issue aspect of that it's about like showing their fame game how they're doing how they're winning on online obviously it's probably going through some kind of like snapchat or something like that where they're showing that they're getting off this girl very finally, hey, made it, and, like, got away with her, and stuff like that, and just like showing off that on, on Snapchat, and that's just the, I think, the way the society is going. So that's how I dried it, but guess what? Half of that amount are pulling out and jizzing all over their face. <laughs> that's, that's true. Porn. Yeah, exactly, porn, yeah. That's what <laughs> That's also the regard that, that they pull out, and just like, rather than, you know, 
Do we give you inside. Mr. Page is derailed the entire podcast, right? No, no, that's indicative of a society that's brought up actually just watching rather than going in the woods and finding a little magazine somewhere and going, oh my God, look at this little find I found. I know, but it's not a natural thing to do is to just jizz on someone's face, is it? You know, it's literally come from like the whole idea of the money shop from porn. Yeah. Why has that like whistled it? Well, sorry, weasels its way into like kids' day to day sex, essentially day to day sex. That's apparently a thing. Um, because the uh, conversation has taken quite a downturn. And, and you've been researching. <laughs> Help. Well, no, I can't research it because uh, so there's um, some perverted woman on YouTube called oh. Whitney Wisconsin. Anyone heard of? Oh, Whitney. Whitney Wisconsin. Whitney, Wisconsin. She's quite famous. And she's famous because she did a video. Talks. And the video was one of these really popular 10 Reasons Why video. So let's just quickly have a think. What what do you think the 10 Reasons Why video was about? She's like a, an American girl. Blonde hair. A little bit cute. Nothing major. Like... Ten reasons why my dad won't buy me a Cadillac. Oh, is she on Doctor Phil? Well, have a guess. What's the ten reason why? What video? Oh, I you're just giving it away then. What yeah. video could provoke such controversy? But be totally American. Ten reasons why she's going to stay a virgin until marriage. Okay. Any ideas, Mike? That's very American. But, mm. uh, we'll say dead air. And Mine is not to reason why an American blonde woman would want to do anything on the internet. Okay. 10 reasons why Page. girls should have sex with their dogs. That's one of them. That's the whole video. That's the whole thing. She has sex with her dog. I so what? We're arguing the rationale dogs. behind bestiality. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through all 10, but I just want to give you an idea of what one of these reasons why. And in her deluded brain, this was a reason why this is okay. One of the reasons why is if I wear a short skirt... The dog knows I'm ready for him. My is ready for him, and he can come and have it whenever he wants. You say Poonani, you know that? Yeah, well, I can't paraphr- I can't say what she actually says on paraphrasing. You can? No, I can't. Yeah, of course you can. Go on. No. Well, someone say it. Where does it say it? Well, no one has to see that. It's, it's not on here. But you know what she says? Yeah. What is it? She's just talking about her, her, uh, her bits. Lamborghini Countach. But... <laughs> <laughs> What's she say? But thankfully, as a result of all this, it's been found out by her bosses at work. She's been sacked and all that. Uh, hopefully, someone stepped in from the fucking animal protection agency in America and said, um, let's get that dog away from him. Because there is, there is a video she's posted of her sitting down in the bathroom talking about why it's okay. And she's got pretty much like a one, I'll say less than one-year-old Alsatian oh, in the bathroom bless. with her. So that's not only, that's like dogophilia, isn't it? There is a bad bit in the video, and you can check it out if you want, where she wrong. she starts talking about dog cocks versus uh, human cocks, and how a dog cock isn't called a cock, it's called something different, but I can't remember. Lipstick. And Lipstick. then then out of uh, out of the Jeez. camera out of the camera frame, she pulls up this giant fucking dildo of a dog cock. It's like, are you taking the piss here? That's you really cool. take it? I, was, I couldn't believe it. It was so sick. I don't... I didn't even plan to talk about this, but I saw it yesterday. I thought, this woman is fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible. Anyway, Whitney Wisconsin, go check her out. She's not on YouTube anymore. Don't, don't, she's please she's don't been deleted. You're not going to give her any money by looking her up. There are tons of videos on there just saying why this girl is the nastiest girl on the internet. I can pretty much 100% agree. agree. 100% agree. Possibly not the nastiest person on the internet, because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, sick folks out there, but we have gone down a dark, dark hole. Yeah, but we has, has, do tend to do that. Had you not started talking about your jizzing on faces, that would never have come up. 
Hey. 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 Uh, I wonder if she takes dog jizzle her face. All right, let's get, let's get, <laughs> keep it, keep it PG, boys. Keep it PG. Um, top keep gear. PG. Top gear, kids. Uh, Matt LeBanc's gone. He's gone, as in. He's gone, not signing a new contract, so not coming back. Yeah, but it was terrible anyway when it came back. No, I disagree. I think he was one of those people who kept the show going. No, I'm not saying Matt LeBlanc was terrible, I'm just saying in general. Or Top Gear was, yeah. Top yeah, Gear changed for the, the worst, essentially. He's the best out of all of the presenters there, but they're all pretty mediocre. Exactly. I mean, I've, have you seen the um, the newer ones with Jeremy Clarkson? Uh, oh, yeah. the Gone to all, yeah. yeah. Have you seen any of those? Yeah, I've seen them. I've saw about three or four of them, and it's very much top gear, except the, the track yeah. they ride around is terrible now. I feel like yeah, they're, they're dialing it in. It's like, we've got all this budget, we'll do whatever we want, and it's great for them, because, yeah. you know, if you had a bunch of mates, it's like, I've got all this money to spend going on adventures and just filming it, with like a big tent I'll just up. stay inside an attic and just record yeah. a podcast. I'll stick a big tent up yeah. in my back garden and we'll have a chat. Essentially, that's what they do, just a bigger version page. I know, yeah, well, once I get win- get the winnings and the pools, we can do that. <laughs> but it brings into consideration, the other two guys apparently are staying for now, but who do who do we think is going to be replacing our Joey? I don't know who's actually still on there, because I think oh, Chris I Evans know. leaves. Chris, yeah, Chris Reed, I think he's called. Pass. Yeah, they're not, they're not very good. No offence, Chris. Yeah, Chris something, Chris. Um, so, out, early contenders. Jody Kidd. Jody Kidd, very, very well into the motor scene, very knowledgeable. Susie Perry into uh, motorbikes and stuff like that nah. plus some of the coverage I like Susie from Gadget Show yeah I, mean, she, yeah, I like Susie but do we want a woman doing it I mean I don't mind ask either way but yeah no, I don't mind but I don't know I think Susie Perry's a bit I think it'd be interesting I think the, the original yeah. lineup Top Gear had with Tiff and um, oh the one that became Fifth Gear yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they had a female presenter didn't have any impact on the show in the negative light at all yeah exactly I mean you could have a, a man on the show who knows fuck up like me I could do it and I'd know absolutely nothing and a female could do it and actually know everything about it so it doesn't yeah. matter what gender you are James May's also a contender you know the celebrity chef he's very much into his cars James May James May the guy in Top Gear oh no what's he called Top, top Grand Tour. not James May James Martin is it? is it James Martin James Martin is the chef who does that what's it called the Saturday, Saturday brunch Kitchen. Yeah. yeah that's the one <laughs> Yeah, James Sorry, May is I'm, coming back. Honestly. I've got a laptop in front of me and I literally read James May from it, but he's coming Captain Slow's return. Yeah. <laughs> it took him a while. But would we I be happy if... What would we be happy with? Are we not bothered? I, I, I don't know. I think it. it's dead in the water now. The only reason I say is, if you're not asked, that's absolutely fine, but we're all going to have to hear about it in our local papers <laughs> and the Metro. All right. If, if you want to like discuss it, I, I think it would be quite interesting if they brought in the German presenter that they, they had, the, the female one, that they introduced from the, the Nürburgring oh, yeah. circuit. Oh, oh, oh She yeah. was good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She drives. Oh, yeah. Really interesting, really enthusiastic, knows more than most blogs will ever know about cars. Yeah, Karen Brunet with the Don't, moment. I'll agree to that. Yes, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> right, Nadine. No, well, that's a bad. The disaster attic of says we'll have we'll have the German lady Dolphin. who I can't remember. She's she's in it occasionally, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, she does challenges with the yeah. rest of the team. For cool. Daniel Craig. Right, guys, on to the next topic. Go for it. Next topic. Um, I did have. Um, do you have you ever looked at a Yorkie bar recently? Yes. I noticed it doesn't have the uh, "Not for Girls" sign on it anymore. It does have the not. Doesn't right? What? Okay, good. Exactly. You, you, you remember the uh, ad, ad campaign, obviously, with the yeah. "Not for Girls," which obviously they probably 
there's a reason why it's not on there anymore because obviously it was a bit um, sexist. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Fuck that. That's but bullshit. The, re- the reason they brought, I had a little look it into is, it. Though. It's not sexist. Why is it not sexist? Because they don't put on fucking tampons. Um, not for guys. This, this is for boys. <laughs> you know, it's for feminine feminine hygiene care. Yeah, but you're talking about like a chocolate bar, which is available. Uh, is available for anybody who wants to eat it. Really, it's oh, not like uh, that's that's like. PC gone totally wrong. As Mike falls downstairs, yeah, Mike, Mike's just uh, he opened that creaky door, and just ended up down the stairs. I don't know. I think it's he was a case. so disappointed at the fact that this is not for girls. Oh, not for girls. It's that's just a it. case no. of stuff going wrong. It's like, Goodbye, why, can't, why can't you have something which is for one sex over the other? Well, it's, it's not the case of that. The whole I can idea see rallies in fucking like Central Park. Just go oh, no for Yorkies. Yorkies for everyone. Like, yeah, on. I mean, obviously it was, it was all tongue in cheek the advertising for it, but it was brought out because of the um, mass advertising for like Dairy Milk and Galaxy was up and Flake things like that were all yeah. focused on women, which makes perfect sense. Exactly. So Yorkie yeah. just thought, yeah, why not? Let's do that. It's like the same way McCoy's did Man Crisps, you know that that kind of advert. Yeah. But yeah, it was it's 2012. They stopped putting the. Uh, uh, the not for girls sign on it in but, 2012 yeah and I bet you haven't even noticed on a Yorkie in, in all that time since. well I've been offence I've not eaten chocolate for since New Year so but, yeah you had five years after that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to any of those sexist chocolate bars I know yeah he's like flake nah Yorkie nah cheers I just have a dairy milk <laughs> Marketed towards so me. are we talking the decline of masculinity in cocoa? No, no, I wasn't talking necessarily it's just about marketing that, yeah. for chocolates. It was, it was just the fact that it was marketed originally as man chocolate, so to speak. Chunky Kit Kat as were a, they for men? Because they never really said. I, I, I hate them personally. Chunky Kit Kat. Nah, I don't no, like the, the um, chunky one with peanut butter was fantastic. Kit Kat lost me as soon as they got rid of the foil, and I couldn't put my finger down the middle of the foil bits anymore. That's when it lost me. So you wanted fun as well as uh, chocolate. Chocolate goodness. Yeah. Yeah, but chunky. Nah. If you just got Kit Kat normal. I don't like to talk about it anymore, Stairs, because I don't eat it anymore. Uh, no, I just like to What a picnic we have here. Um, it's like dancing in front of someone in a wheelchair. My, my all-time favourite all-time favourite chocolate bar is from the 1990s. It's called Secret. <laughs> Secret. And the Secret, it's got like this weird marshmallow thing in the middle of it. And it's got like drizzled chocolate, like sort of like wrapped all the way around it. And... <laughs> I just remember it just used to be great because the outside had the sort of consistency of like a sideways flake. You know how you've got the lines when you bite into it, but they're like the other way, and then you've got the marshmallow on the inside. I don't remember. You know what? It sounds it sounds like I should know it, but I don't just don't remember it. It Was it like a a blue or purple kind of uh, wrapper? Uh, No, it was like a a beige wrapper. Is this plugged in by the way, so you can get sound or we're not doing that yet? Uh, It's not plugged for sound, no. Okay. So all I'm going to do, I'm just going to try and bring up a quick picture. Yeah, to go over that. Um, anyone else has uh, another favourite chocolate bar while uh, Gray's looking that up? Chocolate bar? Chocolate bar. Oh, just chocolate. Chocolate bar. Chocolate bar. 1990s. Um, don't know, I just like all chocolate, really. I don't really... Yeah, but if you went into a shop and you're like, they've got every chocolate bar you can Gallium. A what? Gallian. 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 Oh, yeah, they're the ones that are like the little shells, aren't they? That's right, yeah, yeah from yeah. Belgium. Are they like, chocolate bars though, or are they just packs of like, like chocolate? You can you can get them in bars as well. Don't yeah, you? like about four pieces in the, like a little line. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on guys. Time hang out. On, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Sorry. Time out. What's up? Timing out, are we right? Press pause. <laughs> Time out is by far 
Oh, all right. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well done, sir. Well done. Look, you don't remember that? Time out. No, no, I don't oh, time fuck out. off. Look, it's right there, secret. It's, it's not even beige now. Dying bars are good as well. So the advert for secret. I was a drifter. I was, I was a drifter. The advert yeah, for secret for a long time. All these people on <laughs> the train, and this, this person just delivered one, and Jane Seymour. Is it Jane Seymour, that? I couldn't tell you. That looks like Jane Seymour. They're going to bite it in half. <laughs> There she is. There's our Jane. There's our Jane. I mean, that advert looks like secret. it's come straight from the 60s, nope. to be fair. No one remember that. No. Gone now. We only got oh. the secret. Sorry. Yeah. We only got the secret. That's all you <laughs> needed, you know? <laughs> no. It's I mean, too many, I think. There's too many to choose from. Too many chocolate bars to choose. Too many choose, chocolate bars to choose, yeah. So uh, if any chocolate bar wants to sponsor Paige. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, what's the loneliest chocolate? <laughs> there you go. There's a, there's a secret bar in Ox Glory. Milk anyone, tray? Anyone remember no, that? don't recall it at all. No. Jesus. Not at all. Yeah, it looks like I've seen it. looks okay. like I've seen it, it but... It looks like a knockoff Twix. If it, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> if any of our four listeners have had a secret, please uh, send Paige a message. Paige. Hashtag page. So, is anyone here a nervous flyer? Yes. No. What, tell me about the nerves. When did they start? Um, usually when I'm on the plane. So before you get on the plane, do you have any sort of routines to get yourself calmed down? Uh, usually I go for a pint. That's a great two. one. Put yourself in this position then. If you were an 80-year-old Chinese woman, uh, try to calm yourself down. Bear would with you, me. Would you go for a pint? Let me just put myself into that kind of like... If I was an 80 year old Chinese woman, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never thought that's this way before. Come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> Don't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If I was an 80 year old Chinese woman, how would I calm myself down? Yeah. Just a bit of general advice for her. Just. Oh, how would I calm her down? Yeah. I like a little Pint bit of him yeah. in the morning. <laughs> Work for the Third Reich. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> So, eight-year-old Chinese woman, um, I don't know, some herbal tea, like tea over in okay. China, don't they? So, um... They think it works. I this don't lady, myself, yeah, green tea, it? This lady in Shanghai chose not to listen to stairs on their option. nightly phone calls. A flight was delayed from Shanghai Airport for several hours on Tuesday after an eight-year-old woman started throwing coins into the plane's engine for good luck. Wait, what? Yeah. Coins, what? Oh, what? Throwing coins. Into, apparently, it's like a Buddhist tradition. Buddhist. Buddhist. Yeah. Was it just not All like a mistranslation? <laughs> what did it say on that the side of the plane? Um, I don't know. They've got a weird picture of a plane here. Though. I don't think this is the side of the plane. Please stop throwing plane. coins into our helicopter. Wishing you well. Wishing you well and you had rubbed off. The quote is, a senior passenger threw coins to the plane's engine and delayed the flight. The passenger involved has been taken away by police. And then later on, it's Put like, down. in order to make sure the flight was safe, Chinese Southern Maintenance had conducted a full exam of the plane's engines. The plane is boarding again for takeoff. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of Weibo users, which I assume is social media. Weibo um, is a description of people that like uh, anime, manga, very ah, cutesy, right, okay. like big-eyed characters. Perfect. They were having a field day with one comment in sarcastically, Grandma, this is not a wishing fountain with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Squirtle! Apparently it all comes about in the Buddhist religion, throwing coins into something, and it's part of saying a prayer for 
um, good luck, happy journeys, that okay. sort of thing. And that's what she's done. And for some reason, she thought it'd be sensible to throw them into an engine whilst getting onto a plane. What's Turtles right. bit about? Don't know. Must be something uh, provincial. All right. So how long did it take them before the flight was boarded? It looks like they had stopped it for two, three hours, it looks like. What an idiot. Yeah. But she's 80. Who, who's to say that wasn't her first flight? It's difficult for me to defend that. I know it's silly as shit. But I like to I like to defend the innocent. If I don't you, know, she might have been like a, she's never like gone into modern culture before. She's from the sticks. And the prayer the prayer was for everyone and on that flight. She's not praying. Just her. She's like, go away, you crazed mechanical beast. <laughs> 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 if you've not been on a flight and you're a nervous flyer and you're that at that age. You wouldn't bother going on, I don't think. Why would you bother? Well, this is Unless really it was like some sort of, you know... I don't know, Asian grandmothers of this. Yeah, it's open for interpretation. It doesn't say anywhere in the story if she was going X, Y, or Z. It doesn't give any context to it, just the fact just she threw a shitload of shrapnel into the engine. <laughs> it's like, ah, pray for everyone. <laughs> and that was, that was your lot. Chinese 80-year-old lady threw a load of coins into an engine of a plane she was about to board. Yeah, I heard that bit. And caused it to go under maintenance for four hours. Apparently it was a prayer mm. to wish everyone... To Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how pissed would you be? Yeah. Like, Godzilla. Godzilla's Japanese for a start, not Gojira. Listen, I've got, I've got to get home, I've got to get there, start, and all of a sudden I can't, my fucking four hour delay because of yeah. this woman. I'm sorry, Timmy, I'm not going to be home for Christmas. <laughs> so... Right. Bent has been throwing Stairs. coins into I'm going to hand this over to you. <laughs> Should we just play like a wishing well? Stairs. There are three tabs on there. Pick one. Talk about the story. Okie dokie. This should be interesting. Angry seagull causes Tesco store to be evacuated. Okay. <laughs> a seagull has caused the Tesco store to be evacuated after it began attacking customers along the aisles. Uh, shoppers were kept out of the store in Truro, Cornwall for over an hour after the bird made its way inside in search of food and caused people to flee. I, mean, I don't know if you've ever been or seen a seagull. And has it ever made you run away from it? I don't know. I watched, watched, I once watched a film and all the seagulls said was mine, 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 mine. Oh. So uh, find an email then. We can't say the name of films. No, we can't. <laughs> this isn't the BBC. Yeah. Sorry, if we can't, then yeah, we can. It sounds like Finding Nemo. Shining Shemo. Possessive yeah, find, Seagull. Finding Nemo. My <laughs> question is... Finding Fimo. <laughs> my question is, where, where was security? Because every time I walk into Tesco's, there's always someone there looking intensely bored, giving people the eye, saying, are you robbing something? Where was that security guard? Uh, it doesn't actually mention that the security guard was anywhere around. Was um, he the first victim of the seagull? Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> security guard was probably doing his job down yeah. one of the aisles. Meanwhile, yeah, seagulls all, broken in. The seagull hit all, all the security people, guard in the uh, If it's causing nearest, people to flee, as it said. Yeah, if it's causing people to flee, as it said, he's going to be working overtime to make sure that none of these people are fleeing with actual stuff from the store. Well, that's a good point. But how did it get in? Mission Impossible through the vent. Through the vent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. And after flying at customers, which is uh, causing people to flee, the seagull perched on a packet of IAMs next to a sign for pet insurance, which I'm not sure if that's trying to say it was ironic or something. But so they're ironic. saying it is. Yeah. Is this IAMs the pet food? Yeah, yeah. it's taking over the pet food aisle. Um, it's like going, you shall not pass. There's a picture there. So the seagull was protesting mass injustice oh, yeah. against his bird-like kind by IAMs, the pet food company. That is, that is deep. Um, wow. Uh, there's a Tesco worker who didn't want to be named 
I mean, yeah, he gets maybe seagull he shame. sympathized with with the the seagull. He the, might he uh, might be a seagull victim, and yeah. you know the court case is still ongoing, and he can't be named for legal reasons. I mean, it says the seagull <laughs> flew into the shop at about eight thirty p.m., and I was unaware of its presence until it nearly flew into my head. How did he know it actually came in at eight thirty p.m.? Though? Security told him. Yeah, well, security from outside. It's like, um, what happened the fuck? Seagulls just got in. And then, and then there's just rumor after that. It's like the worker was told by a colleague that the bird had flown at a woman's face as she walked into the store. That's not even like fact. It's like, <laughs> that's oh yeah, my cousin just told me that her pet's dog, uh, previous owner's um, dead. <laughs> it's like, that's, so I just got this image of a seagull flying into Tesco's, going caca caca. <laughs> And I was like, what's that sound? I have no idea. I don't know, but it's 8.30. As far as I'm aware, she was not injured, just a little bit shocked, and who wouldn't be? <laughs> no one expects to go into the local Tesco to be greeted Nobody by a peed-off Nobody expects the Spanish seagull. Inquisition. That's <laughs> the comfy chair! <laughs> a peed-off peed seagull. Off seagull. <laughs> Enjoy that little, that I little do, story. I, I do like at the bottom there as well, it's got Truro seagulls. <laughs> That's how you got to that. <laughs> Is there more about seagulls? Well, that was that was in August last year, so let's hope that Tesco have managed to rebuild from that devastation of that seagull attack. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, There's no probably lo- a plaque somewhere, isn't there? They no longer stock items, so maybe that's the reason why. Sorry, that's not subtle at all. That's less subtle. No, that's okay. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> right, we <laughs> have beverage, <laughs> folks. Hashtag. Four, we've got four guests listening to us. <laughs> Disaster attic. Hashtag no guests. one cares. What should we call that? Um, Podcast listeners, anyway, should give them names. I think the attack is the attack. The okay, I can't say it. Yeah, so. that's great. Then. The attackers, yeah. attackers. I think the Sasquatches, Sasquatches. But that makes no sense because that case is out, so No one has no idea what you're talking about. Pawns. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, pawns. The pawns. Um, now a chess game. Going back to um, the last podcast, by the way, with um, Thanatos. Oh right. Oh yes. yeah. Thanos's yeah. granddad. Yeah. 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 Spiders uh, times infinity. <laughs> with his uh, clicking and everything like that, it, it took me. It reminded me of the. Uh, do you remember the advert where Bono was stood there? Uh, oh, did you swear Every it? time I click my fingers, yes. a child in Africa dies. It's like, stop fucking clicking, you fucking maniac. It's claim that Bono is a mass murderer. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah. Bono is literally, Bono is doing Bono uh, is Thanos in disguise. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's just, it's, instead of 50% of the universe, he's doing it one at a time because he's fucking sick. You know? <laughs> so you're saying it would be much more acceptable for him to just clap? Yeah, <coughs> not every time I speak, you know, just stop doing these things. You know? What's worse, like getting clipped to death, like Bono just did, <laughs> or being clipped to death by Bono while he's dressed wearing some fucking silly ass shades? I don't know. We should ask a local dog that's gone through clicker training. <gasps> yeah, that, that dog would have been going fucking mental in that advert. She's like, <laughs> oh my god, this man is insane. He just keeps clicking at me. Mind you, we could ask ah! that Wisconsin lady from before. She knows a few dogs. Does she? Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I was thinking of the woman throwing coins into the airplane. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. She throws something else somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not going to go where. <laughs> you did set me up. No. I love how there's four of you. There's so much fucking dead air. Come on. Ping pong balls. I know. Jesus. I've got some weird stories to talk about. I, I want some more weird stories. If right, I've got more. two more weird stories. Then I'm out, boys. Famous YouTuber. This guy cemented a microwave to his head. Is, is it Burton? I've seen that. For a YouTube video and had to be rescued by the fire brigade. Yeah. Now he stuck his head inside a microwave oven mm-hmm. and then Sensible. poured cement in it. Apparently they wanted to use it as a mould. So Jay Swingler stuck his head inside of a microwave with quick dry cement in a garage in Wolverhampton, England, represent. Um, He attempted to prank... (laughs) 
He attempted the prank to create content for his... I'm not even going to give him uh, a shout out there. The stunt went wrong though and he almost died when his breathing tube was blocked. Have a guess by what? Cement? Cement. Cement. Yeah. West Midlands Fire Service rescued him but were seriously unimpressed. They were unimpressed. Yeah. Well, that's backfired on him. Imagine that thought process. It's like, um, right, guys, I've not done anything on YouTube for a while. What are we going to do? So Janice has got that microwave about. Uh, what can we do with a microwave? This tube was logged in his mouth mm-hmm. and it came outside of the so microwave. So essentially, there's, there's a picture of him. He has like a, a plastic bag over his head to protect his he had face a, and Wait, that. he had a plastic bag over his head as well? Yeah. As covering himself in cement? A plastic bag over his Did he want to die? That, his, that's a cry for help. And he's got a hole in it from which the tube comes out. Snuff tube. Yeah. And there's, there's a picture for him. Yeah, that, that does look to me like... I mean, he He's going to be sat in a car with the exhaust on as well, isn't he, while he's doing it? So there's a picture There's a picture I'm looking at now of him on his hands and knees with the microwave on his head and clearly it's all drying around him. Um, but halfway through the stunt, his breathing tube got blocked. His friends attempted to get him... <laughs> what a picture! They attempted to get him out by breaking the cement and dismantling the microwave, but the cement kept expanding. My favourite thing figure. about that is this, yeah. like someone's trying to help him but someone has also just taken a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's recorded once. I'm sure I've seen exactly. the video. But Look stop at, recording. Help him. <laughs> how, how good... No, you, you're talking about help. It took his friends an hour to call 999. Fucking so they had that conversation. <laughs> Listen, this is fucking embarrassing. Do we call him? Is he going to die? He's like, no. <laughs> you can't quite hear it because the, the tube was blocked. Yeah, the tube, the tube's got blocked. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, and apparently, the official statement from West Midlands Fire Service they tweeted this. We're seriously unimpressed. Five of our firefighters were tied up for an hour this afternoon, freeing a YouTube prankster that was, that whose head had been cemented inside a microwave oven. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said about that. Yeah, that's. Oh. Uh, don't give him any more air Jesus. Yeah. So, well, it, it, on the back of that, out, has anybody it? done any stupid stunts that have gone wrong? Several. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't think of any at the time, at, at the moment. I mean, That's I've, great for a podcast. Yeah, I know. It's, um, I'm, I'm like Paige answering a question. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Come back to me. Well, Mike's chomping at the bit to share something. I've got many. Yeah. You've, you've got a good one about... Um, Skydiving. Oh yeah, <laughs> your your tall you tale like? of the uh, the Liverpoolian so exodus into the river. Yes, quite really. I think we need to hear that one. That my S is a very very sharp. Put some camera on. Well, yeah, one, one of the probably the worst things that have happened. That I used to be quite other a, than eating dog shit, obviously. Well, that's exactly <laughs> that's, that's that part of my life where. Uh, <laughs> I try to like leave behind mainly, but yeah, one one night stupidly, just thought it'd be quite funny that I'd be on the other side of the railings over the top of a bridge with a Mersey in Stockport. Um, I drank a lot last night, that night before that night, <laughs> night, and last night, and that last night, yeah, as well. And uh, just ended up like thinking, I'll be a funny idea. A couple of mates with me walking back to my house, I get on the wrong side of the uh, railings and think, oh, yeah, here we go. They're going to laugh at this. And he didn't. They absolutely went crazy saying, just jump back over, don't break or stop being an idiot. Just jump back over and don't be a dick. So I was like, right, okay, fair enough, I'll do that then. So I jumped back over, caught my leg on the railing and fell backwards and I was dangling off the side of the railings over the top of the, of the Mersey. How high up were you? Well, I think I was about 20 foot high. The papers. But it was all relative at the time. <laughs> the Papers said either 30 foot or 60 foot on other papers said. What paper? I don't know, something like the... the, uh, Stop what times? Gazette. 
You can say where it was. <laughs> can I? Yeah. You know what it says? Stockport. Stockport Express. Stop, something like that. Stockport Gazette, Stockport Advertiser or something like that. And uh, yeah, I dropped down. I remember as I was falling down thinking, oh no, here we go. I remember me training back in the old days when I was a kid. And I just like, I made sure that it spread my body as much as possible to cause as much surface area to stop me impacting to the bottom of the floorbed of the river. Survived. Floated. Got to the side of the river. And then the next minute, Bunch of uh, fire ambulance, fire ambulance, fire brigades, and uh, the ambulance watch came them, out. Fire ambulances. <laughs> fire ambulances, <laughs> they're the worst kind of. I'm sorry, I got like, you've got to watch those flying ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> so the sides of the uh, river were like about, I don't know, 20 foot high of concrete. There's no way of me getting out of there without actually being pulled out. So I had to wait for like a fireman to jump over the side, climb all the way down. Strap me up to him, then pull me back up. But you liked being uh, strapped onto a fireman, though, didn't you? No, I didn't actually, because I felt like a right idiot and tool. Pull! You, you were definitely a tool for him. I was, yeah. Um, Disgusting. I mean, I've had a near experience of drowning before. Uh, that was obviously not fun, as you can probably imagine, but it's not quite as funny as yours, so I, I think I'll probably just save that one. <laughs> yes, save it for when we get some more dead air. Yeah. <laughs> right, so there's some dead air now, so... Um, <laughs> Has anybody else got any stories? It's not, it's not dead air when you Whoa. say it's dead air because you're still talking. <laughs> the fact you bring it up is that, whereas we know that Mike's been chomping at the bit for 10 minutes to say his story, but you two have been waffling on about this. So I found going, this Mike. rather so hilariously worded gaming article of the week, shall we call it, from Polygon here. His, uh, his, his lead title is, uh, I am obsessed with Cultist Simulator, even after it made me a cannibal. <laughs> well, why not? Uh, my most... Well, Love Save has invoked a grim craving and helped me understand why the game is so addictive. Cannibalism was only the natural course for me. The temptation of sensation was easy, as my recently deceased father wrote Wonders of the Red Grail, representing ascension through lust and hunger, though I was quite sure this was meant at first i began to pursue the ultimate sensation i founded a cult cleared out a bookstore founded uh wildly dangerous expositions <laughs> are you going to okay. read the entire article here mike or this is quite <laughs> whimsical <laughs> so I, I may just read this first part have you have you played this game by the way no i have no idea what this man is going on about i just find his wording and script quite amusing so what's it called cultist simulator apparently yeah it looks like a strange a mixture game, between cluedo and monopoly ah cluedopoly yeah cluedopoly <laughs> it's a victorian rpg horror apparently um, yeah, so, it's a card game. How can you have a horror card game? Seize <laughs> forbidden game. treasures, summon alien gods, feed on your disciples. Cortis Simulator is a game of apocalypse and yearning for Alex Kennedy. Alexis Kennedy, even, sorry. <laughs> Creator of Fallen Out. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, play as a seeker after unholy mysteries in 1920s themed setting of hidden gods and secret histories. That sounds a bit weird. Speaking of gaming news, by the way, uh, a big one came out during the week which got me incredibly excited because I'm a massive fan 76 by any chance Fallout 76 yeah. has been announced 76 <laughs> was a smashing yeah. year exactly um, it's, it's literally got me so excited until I started reading it that it might be uh, I never multiplayer know. only yeah multiplayer so at first did, was anyone else under the impression it was set in 1976 or was I just being an idiot you were just being an idiot oh, I just thought enough. they'd uh, skipped like the last 
72. Plus, what was the vault number in? Was it one? Uh, the very one, first one, one. one. The very first one would be vault thirteen, wasn't it? For that one. Mm-hmm. Now seventy six. Now seventy six. Now seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan. Deep dive. On this. <laughs> first now, love. Now that's what I call apocalypse. Vault seventy six is referenced <laughs> in Fallout Three's Mothership Zelta. Zeta. So DLC. Is no one looking forward to an MMO of? Oh no no I. Fallout. It's not what Fallout's about, is it? Yeah, but Fallout is primarily a, a single-player experience. You you join on your own. Tale of self-discovery. Damn straight, you are the lone wanderer. You are the. I would like it though if it was multiplayer. Kind of true, in respect that you play with another friend, but you start on opposite sides of a massive map, and you don't meet each other till like a hundred and twenty hours into. Yeah, no, but you'd be talking to each other. Context, you'd walk wouldn't straight. it be far more interesting if you were both given opposing objectives? Oh, yes. Yeah, would you have to so, play, play yeah. at the same time? If, if you were... I'm assuming so, You were yeah. both in a work, persistent world mm-hmm. where you are both playing within the same space, but you may have the objective to save X village, whereas you may have the objective to destroy X village. But then, as well as that, you get different... like Because obviously Fallout's all about choice, so you've got different ways of doing that. And you can also rebel against what you've been asked to do. Even better. You know, you could save the village but also attack mm. instead. Or, I don't know, set it up with decent defences before the other person comes there. Everything like that before that's all been about. Would that. the main issue not be with that with it being the persistent world is if your friend is online that night, does that mean you can't do anything? No, that would mean that you could put him as a mass deficit and that you could... So it's his fault for not logging on and he playing He log on. You've been able to wreak havoc on his, Ooh, like his world. But if he was preemptive in his planning and laid out defences against your onslaught. Well, you'd what be would we call standard. this new like Fallout game? Chess. Fallout chess. <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> oh, it's got no ring to pitch. it whatsoever. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> you imagine though, it's like, I can't go to Auntie uh, Nancy's uh, 50th today. It's uh, got to play online on Fallout. I do chess. like the idea of, <laughs> of like something that adds like real life conflicts without it being like an MMO. I'd like it without the Fallout title. I think, I think Fallout should be, just stick to it's a crazy twist that we've kind of settled upon here of the the co-op gameplay. Mm-hmm. Is that you are not being cooperative with that person. You're being conflicting yeah, with you're their that adversary. Person. You're their adversary, mm. exactly. Mm. But your adversarial gameplay has not really been put on that one to one perspective. Well, you, you look it, at it, it now. It does with RTSs and things like that, obviously. What stuff. What's but, the two biggest games right now? You've got your um, Fortnite, your PUBG. They're all PUBG. PUBG. Player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, I, I know what it is. It's just they're the, all the, adversarial. The they're way not. you put it across. PUBG. PUBG. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all in that sort of. Things so or people are used to come up against other teams, but if this they make is a lot like that. I will cry. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying, like, sort of, it feels like you're manipulating a story to get an outcome for you, which is that mm. the detriment to the person who's probably your friend who's playing on the other side of things to stop yeah. them achieving their goals. Yeah, it's really what, interesting. Wouldn't that be the, the, the ultimate kind of integration of that multiplayer aspect and the kind of single player narrative where you are shaping the world around you is the fact that you would be opposing someone else that is having the same impact on the world that you're playing with exactly so you would, you'd never get to a conclusion so to speak you could do if you were better than the other person 
Yeah, I know, but you'd yeah. have to be. I mean, if they're shaping the world in a different place, because Fallout maps and stuff like that. Are yeah, massive, it'd be aren't two it? different sort of independent places. It wouldn't be like you're you're all on the same sort of journey there, would it? No, I mean, also oh, you have to play it at the same time, wouldn't you? But Bethesda though, against each other. No, that's what you're play. saying is that you could set up defenses. Bethesda in certain places. would never make it. Yeah, so I see that because they would be thinking money. If I can do but, this with two people, I can do this with fifty people. Yeah, I could create a server, get two hundred people. Do it as a subscription or free to play with like add ons that you have to buy and freemium. stuff. Worst thing that's happened to gaming. I'm just stepping away from it. <laughs> Why are you scream about freemium? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I mean, it's basically just uh, do you remember the old, old, old game Spy vs. Spy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's essentially <laughs> that's essentially what we were describing. Then it's basically setting traps for the other person and everything like that. It's, it's, it's a multiplayer yeah, game. Yeah, but it, it, more in the narrative sense. Oh yeah, I mean rather than the games physical defense. Yeah. If you think Fallout of the modern era is quite a narrative focused experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a single player game. That's yeah. what it should always. So be. you could then incorporate that experience into a, a corp landscape where you would not necessarily be like put it in the situation where a company would think oh it'd be more beneficial to have more players in this yeah. it would be you've got two opposing narratives you've got one who wants a situation to go a certain way you've got one that absolutely does not want that narrative to succeed yeah. and you would have those two players working against each other uh, it, it, obviously it sounds great in principle and if this is a company you can actually do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. But yeah. I think the actual, um, how, how do you put it, the logistics of it would be far, far too hard to actually try and implement, especially with the way that people act, obviously, online. And that you, You've got some great online games which have been put forward in the past where they've had certain ways of going around things, and then it just descends into all-out chaos online because no one wants to co-op. So it'd be cooperative. It's like uh, Left 4 Dead. It's always if you play Left 4 Dead online, it's four player cooperative. If one person runs off, it hamstrings you. It hamstrings you massively. And the AI on the game will actually spawn more special creatures to attack that one person off, like who's run off, and also to try and attack the other guys because they've split up. The whole idea is to stay together as a four piece. Keep a group. Yeah. And work together through cooperation. And that makes it more exclusive because. In order to be able to trust someone, you then have to either invite your real-life friends or people you play with all the time. It's very unlikely you're going to then meet new people and then have that trust straight away. Yeah. If yeah. you know straight away they can ruin your game by sod enough and not supporting you. Mm. Or yeah. team killing, which is always an issue. Yeah, but this is what I'm hinting at with the, the lack of team gameplay is that you, you would have situation where the outcome is totally reliant on your input yeah but you could also it would struggle i think if you had that kind of idea of obviously just one person on either mm. team like who's both trying to do the same thing but in a kind of a fallout world where you put lots and lots and lots of hours i mean 100 hours is nothing on one of those games yeah to actually have a, a multiplayer game which is going to go on for that amount of time i know uh-huh. obviously they're not always going to be there both people can you imagine having one game there and then obviously you'd have to start another game with someone else and then start another game with someone else? Why would you? The main issue is... that person might not come back again. Yeah, the main issue is though, Fallout is meant to be a be-on-your-own game. Yeah. Like one of the last people on Earth. 
you're trying to find your way through the rest of society. Yeah. I like the idea what's of, left of it, but like them a... dropping in and dropping out of the game because that's come about recently, has it? Where you can share your game with other people and they can drop it in, help you out with missions and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, but that's world. just on the same player. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want that with Fallout, but I'm saying I like the idea because the game is that huge and you might be in a totally different part of the map and you might not even be at that point where you can affect the other players. Mm input but it might be nice with you know them logging in you might get a message saying just so you know i don't know if this is any use to you but this faction on this part be are in the process of doing this if they did it in a way where you didn't have um the one-to-one interaction but you had the kind of world interaction where say a player is playing within your world mm-hmm. and that economic impact impacted you so say if they're kind of inflating the cost of something so we're talking like totally different starts yeah this, mm. this is this is getting like you know when i said it was going to be difficult to actually like realize this whole idea that that's going to be even more difficult to realize why would that be more difficult to realize because obviously if you're trying to get the economic side of things into it as well as the actual uh, the gameplay of everything else then it's just going to be a nightmare for someone to actually put that across and actually make it work bethesda don't make things work bethesda all right well rockstar make it work Rockstar might, but that's not something Rockstar would really probably do. I know they did a table in, tennis game. That's mental. right. So in Grand Theft Auto Five, they have yeah, yeah. a full <laughs> economic system based off all the online stats that they glean from their servers, off what people are doing, be it purchasing loads of guns in the gun store, yeah. or killing people, or using like medical services, or smoking cigarettes, or mm. buying from clothes stores, whatever. And that's all consolidated so that someone in their single-player experience then has those economic statistics impact their gameplay. Yeah. I just... It, if Rockstar did it, fantastic. But I can't see a massive company taking a chance on something like that. You wouldn't see EA try it, would you? You wouldn't see Ubisoft try it because they just go with the same shit over and over again. At the end of the day, it's not, it's, not, it's not ready, it's not available for mass market. So you'll either have the single player or you'll have what they're doing now where they're eliminating the single player and making it multiplayer. I hate to say it, I'm going to swear at you now, Mike. Call of Duty. Where they take out single player and they try uh, they try getting the bandwagon with the Fortnites and the PUBGs of the mm-hmm. world. And that's, unfortunately, that's where I think it's going. Look, on that subject matter, let, let's predict how many Battle Royale games will be announced at E3 in a week and a half. Zero. Um, you really think none? Yeah, because uh, PUBG have just done a lawsuit against the Fortnite makers for trying Their to... second lawsuit. For trying to rip off the game. It's like, well, firstly, you can't have a monopoly on a game mode. Because if you look at them... Is that what they're trying to do? Yeah, they try to say this is like the so star game. The, the history of this is that uh, PUBG Corp initially uh, they built player unknown battlegrounds within the Unreal Engine, which Epic owned, and Epic have helped them facilitate where the mechanics it? behind. Where that. was it before that though? It was uh, Armor Three mod. Yep, and they've so it helped existed development before they yeah. came in and started yep. getting legally behind it. Right, yep. and, and before that, the whole thing was it was part of Battle Royale. The, uh, the film, which is where the ideas mainly come from. Which is a great oh, film. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they'd done Fortnite that way and you, oh. st- you could start off with a pan, that'd be fantastic. You know? yeah. it, it, if it actually was, you are literally dropped here, random, like, pick up, and it is 
Uh, you start off with a can of deodorant and a lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your weapon. Yeah. But you were saying they, they, they went in with the first suits. When, when was this? Yeah. Do you remember? So they've gone with the initial suit of saying that they've stolen corporate kind of secrets mm-hmm. uh, from them having uh, insider knowledge from the development of Player Unknown. As far as you're aware, has any like staff member main one gone over from one to the other, or is it just no, no? It's, it's literally the two companies. Because the game's Player re- Unknown Corp have put a le- legal suit in saying you've stolen our idea after working in cooperation with us through your right okay uh, graphics engine mm-hmm. and player unknown corp have that that lawsuit failed it's gone by the wayside at this point and now they're just uh filing under the copying of gameplay mechanics in the korean court which is it failed previously in it the won't US go anywhere Supreme court because their whole point, can't see it going their whole point the second one is Fortnite came out and it didn't have a Battle Royale mode and then six, seven months after it developed the Battle Royale mode and they're saying that's what's copied it. The main differences between them are artwork is totally different, gameplay is fairly different, Fortnite's got a load of building that PUBG doesn't. PUBG's kind of got a realism, real weapons, yeah. that sort of thing, whereas Fortnite is more cartoony based. Yeah. So it's really going to be difficult for them to justify, well, legally justify how are you going to prove that someone has stolen it? It's it's a genre. True. It's it's the it's the way the game. It's the whole idea of the game, though, isn't it? As a, as a kind of like a mass multiplayer kind of deathmatch, so to speak. Mm. Which I mean, that that's been going for years anyway. It's just that they've done it with mass. Like, actually, is it is it one on one or is it actually teams? Up? not play them myself it's like one against um, everyone isn't it so the whole idea of it is um, you can choose to drop solo or you can drop in teams of two or teams of four and you all drop out of a plane onto a map and the map's got 100 participants yeah, yeah. so it's gear up find them kill them survive Fair that's it for both games there's mm. different game modes in Fortnite um, but this battle royale mode is the one that came out four to seven months later yeah well We'll definitely see what we're going to happen in the future. I wonder if the whole reason why the second one has come up now is because of um, because of the fact that Fortnite is actually becoming more popular. Like on average, on Twitch, it's got seventy to eighty thousand more watchers on the Twitch stream than normal. It, it appeals a lot more to uh, younger kids. I think one of my friends, his son, wants to play that. Mm. That's the game he wants to play. It's not a case of like the player unknown that's been out for a little bit longer, hasn't it? Not much. Like, I was wondering whether it was the Asia market, like bringing things full circle back to BTS. We were talking at the beginning with yeah. the Korean boy bands. Mm. Is it the fact that you've got that sort of that whole thing with? I mean, Korea is a massive market for online gaming. Yeah, is, is it? it the whole thing? You've got this yeah, they, they, cartoony vibe about it, and it's it's an easier way for younger kids to get into it, whereas people who come from army simulators and the armour and things like that, then want to do PUBG. I don't know, the popularity is waning on one and it's going better on the other, so I find it funny that all of a sudden a second lawsuit comes out. Mm. Would you equate that to the more gamer, kind of game-centric art style that Fortnite has, where it's the player unknown background has the kind of realism element to it? It's that aspect of making a game more about the gameplay mm-hmm. and the the art aesthetic and it all aiding every aspect of that title whereas with player unknown it's yes it has the, the initial gameplay concept but again it has that focus on realism and grounding yeah. it in reality whereas you find the most successful games do not ground themselves in reality yeah 
they ground themselves in gameplay and then expand add on top that, of it, yeah. they expand from that. I think that's a great point. It's definitely down to the aesthetics, down for you know its appeal in general. Mm. With it being cartoony straight away, it does appeal to a broader range, whether you like mm. to admit that or not, that is just what mm. happens with it. It'll be interesting to find out what happens and maybe we'll talk about it on uh, on a future podcast. Yeah. But I think for now we're right coming up to coming up to time on this one. Yep. Um any final thoughts from anyone? Well, as you were saying about like the Korean market and computer games is like hitting big, then maybe that's the reason why BTS are doing so well. So maybe if you give them a listen, probably some decent pop music they, that you they got might going actually on there. do uh, soundtracks to computer games, you never know. <laughs> that's probably why they're so it don't famous. Need that help. They make enough money. <laughs> and that two P that we can get them. I just found I was looking on there anyway before so, and they're doing two gigs. So uh, they make it twice the hours they're talking about. Two nights. Yeah. The the Asian Pop culture is having a greater impact at this point than American pop culture. But it's, it's, so, it's, it's secular, it's isn't spread. it? It's happened before with the um, the J-horror uh, J films and things like that, like mm-hmm. Ring, Ringu, yeah. uh, everything like that. When that came around and that was a mass market, obviously they all got remade yeah. terribly. But that's, that's one thing which has come from there at one point. We've had other, obviously, we get a lot of technology from over uh, Japan. Korea, places like that, and it's, everything's secular. So eventually, it'll come around again, and some time in the future, it's going to be something else from there, which pops up, and we're all going to be it's actually, and excited about. It's a really interesting topic altogether. Maybe we should spend more time having a chat because, like, the film culture is massive. We touched a bit on the music culture today, and you know, the game and the competitive game culture yeah. is massive, particularly in that area of the world, but also coming over to North America and Europe as well. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's review it again. I don't. So uh, let's say uh, bye from myself. Yeah, that's it from uh, from us. If you've got any comments, any questions, any queries, any topics you want us to bring up next time, go on to uh, Disaster Attic on Twitter and just uh, drop us a line, and we'll be happy to uh, have a conversation about it. Yeah, that's at Disaster Attic. That's the Twitter handle. Also, you can drop emails if you want to at disasterattic at hotmail dot com. <laughs>
need a hand, you feel uncommon. The sun is shining bright. I get up, the sun is shining bright. The heat is terrifying, you get blinded by the light. Don't need a hand. 